And guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making Kayfabe. It's the comedy show where two writers go back to wrestling history and try to rebook it. And fortunately for us, there's been an awful lot of mistakes in wrestling's past. And we're here to clean it up and make it uh, make it a lot more palatable, as they say in the business. And what business is that? I don't know. Don't worry about it. So today, it's <laughs> another great start by me. Today, we're going to be talking about Titus O'Neil. But before we get into Titus O'Neil, I want to say hello to my co-host, Bryce. Hello, Bryce. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. How are you, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I'm very excited about this Titus O'Neil episode. So, you know, like, when you brought up the idea of doing Titus O'Neil, my first reaction kind of was, like, you know, that's, that's a, it's an interesting one, right? It's not one that you would normally think of. Like, he's, he's very much... Um, uh, kind of obscure, I suppose, when it comes to like the the roster over the last ten years. Like he wasn't used too much, but he was used enough to kind of be noticeable, you know. Yeah, like they'd put him on TV, but they wouldn't have him on TV doing anything. Or know? falling over, yeah. Eventually, he had to work to get to that spot. Where he <laughs> fell <right>. over. <laughs> like he he put in like years of his life dedicated to this company, and they didn't For do it. One moment. Yeah. yeah, and then he falls over the greatest Royal Rumble or whatever. And then people and, are like, and that's, that's and that's why it was the greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, what that, that did make it pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, you no, know, you can't argue with that. But yes, I remember, I remember telling you that I was going to do Titus O'Neil, and you you were like, "Are, are you sure? Do <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to do Titus?" And I'm like, "Trust me, man. You know, yeah, I've, I've, I've got the good." I trust you. I definitely trust you. Like you pulled out of the bag with kind of obscure characters before, so very, very much looking forward to it. I, well, here's the thing: the, with regards to this storyline, you remember my opinions on the NWO episode where Hulk Hogan turned into a face, and in my mind, there was a very obvious storyline built. Like it was right there. You, mm. know, you just turn him heel again, and then that's the storyline. The same thing here. Well, not the not the heel turn, of course. But because that's Hulk Hogan, it's a whole different kettle of fish. But very similar thing. Like it, you could you could make something out of this, and they didn't. It was such a mm. small thing. All they had to do was this one thing, and it would have given a lot of attention to uh, Titus O'Neil. And and they didn't they didn't even think of doing that, which tells you a lot about that company mm. you know, that they yeah. just couldn't they didn't care. And I think that's a shame. And you know Titus O'Neil's hardly like my favorite wrestler of all time. But as you know, on this show, we go back and we rebook everybody, not just the yeah. main eventers, but we rebook everybody because everybody has, deserves to have a reason to be on that TV show. And yeah. if you build these guys up even a little bit and give them a little bit of legitimacy, then you have a more even playing field. It's more fun to watch the product because then you really don't know who's going to win at any time, you know. Because, mm. for example, if you saw Titus O'Neil in a match against anybody this year, Right, you know who's yeah. gonna win that match. Titus O'Neil. Mm. <laughs> can, can I guess again? Yes. Not Titus O'Neil. Correct. But ah. speak, speaking of that, has Titus O'Neil been on TV at all this year? He fucking hosted WrestleMania, didn't he? Right, but like, wouldn't you rather, if you were a wrestler, <laughs> wouldn't you really want to wrestle at WrestleMania? Yeah, true, true. He was kind of doing that ambassador role and having somebody, so the whole Hogan. So the Hulk Hogan can say, look, I like black people. They put him a Hulk Hogan. You're like, come on, guys. Hasn't Titus suffered enough? <laughs> exactly. Poor guy. 
Although what I did like about that was because people were booing Hulk Hogan, it meant that the yes. audience just started cheering for Titus O'Neil. I'm like, it's hey. the most over he's ever been. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe there is method to the madness. They're, they're cheering Titus, and it only yeah. took 12 years or whatever. I don't remember when he debuted, but something like that. Yeah, but then where's his run after being cheered at WrestleMania, right? Right, exactly. You don't. See, well, of course they're saving that for whenever they finally go on the road again. Titus O'Neil, number one superstar, baby. Of course, of course. Titus Worldwide, you remember that? No, you I don't. I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had his like, faction, right? Is um, I can't even remember. Is Apollo Crews is in it, right? I uh, I know Dana Brooke was in it. Yes, um, she was in it. Akira Tozawa. All oh, right, yeah, that's right. If you're interested in Akira Tozawa, you should check out our Patreon page. Maybe yeah. be a little exclusive. Ooh, I'll be plugged there. Oh. Uh, what do you think of that? Um, but of course. There's going to be more Titus O'Neil later on in this show. So you want to stick around for that first. Oh, yeah. That's imperative. Listen to this whole show first and then go yes. to the Then more about Patreon. Yeah, we'll plug yeah. it again probably. You know what we're like. Yes. Oh, yeah, we'll probably. Yeah, we'll probably bring it up again. Don't worry about it. Yeah, thanks. So like I kind of alluded to earlier, there's really one specific part of Titus O'Neil's career that I want to talk about <laughs> with this episode. That's what I'm going to change. And it's uh, it's the infamous moment where he got suspended for no reason, pretty much. Was this when he, he pushed Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't push him. him. He like grabbed him and then yeah, as as a hey hey man kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know if you saw somebody walking past and you knew like in a bar and you kind of like reached out and grabbed him, like oh hey man, how you doing? Like that it was one mm. of those kind of of approaches, and it didn't go so well for poor Titus. So I mm. that that. It, just that one tiny moment in time that is going to be the that's the catalyst for this whole rebooking so on twitter and on instagram of course you guys want to check us out on there at making kayfabe you're gonna love it we asked some people what they thought about titus o'neill and of course the lovely people over on twitter and instagram usually very on the ball when it comes to talking about their favorite superstars you i got the impression i don't know about you bryce the maybe Titus O'Neil isn't everybody's favorite superstar. <laughs> it's something, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Got loads of comments for you know, Spike oh, Dudley, comments. for the NWO, yeah. uh, John Cena, Kurt Angle, like, DDP, loads of DDP. comments. So many Titus O'Neil, Titus O'Neil. The, the, the essence of the comments we got were he fell over, lol. Yes. Well, <laughs> I wanna wanna give a little shout out to Sweet Chinwag who predicted yes. Titus O'Neil was going to be the subject of today's host or today's show. And then Sweet Chin Mike didn't even follow up by giving us some of their Titus O'Neil memories. <laughs> Come on, guys. Although <laughs> I assume they would have picked what everybody else picked, which was Titus O'Neil slipping and falling underneath the ring during the Greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's it. That's we got a lot much of gifts. It. We got gifts of that. We got a gif of him falling out of the ring some other time. I gotta say, man, to be fair, he does fall down very well. He's great at falling. Yes, he's great at falling down, right? Now, here's the thing. I, here's what I would say to you, Bryce. An awful lot of pro wrestlers are very good at falling down. Yes. You could say that's part of their training. Yes. <laughs> so, why not, you know, focus on the other attributes Titus O'Neil has? Hmm. Charisma, great physique, you know, um, promo skills as well. Yeah, good promo yeah, skills. Yeah, he uh, is like, he can he can talk, you know, he doesn't get too flustered and he looks good. He's got a good physique, mm. you know, like there's stuff you could do with him, but 
they were like, no, let's just have him fall over. And to be fair, as Twitter has proved, the, he does make great gifts. <laughs> he does make Makes great, great gifts. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. for that, we must say thank you very much, Titus. What a gift, yes. you know. Although I, I, I do want to, I do want to quickly point out, Sweet Chain Mag did quote tweet us, uh, and they they kind of promoted our episode for us. So yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Tell us what your favorite memory of Titus O'Neil is that isn't <laughs> him sliding under the ring or falling down. We, I mean, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I've not got many members of Titus O'Neil myself. Um, like, I mean, I like the whole... I like this team with Darren Young. That was really cool. The whole millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. That was really catchy and fun. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I don't remember much about him, really. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, right? I mean, in, in my research, you know what I fucking found out that I had no idea about? Titus O'Neil was on Raw Underground. Wow, I also did not know that. Yeah, I found a video I, for it. I've, I've put it on the Twitter. I will put it on the Twitter um, yeah. after we record this. But yeah, he was on Raw Underground. So, wow, yeah. did he win? Wait, don't tell uh, me. Don't spoil it. We're going to okay. find out on Twitter. So you have to go to Twitter to find out uh, the <laughs> answer. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> great promotion. Exactly. Hey, man, that's what they say about us. We're great promoters. That's I'm a great at falling down. Great at falling down, great salesman, all the rest. Yeah. You're a great businessman. Business price. Yep, business price. And I have hair. So together we make a great... <laughs> together we make a great team. And you know who doesn't have hair? Titus O'Neil. So let's jump into a little bit of catch up on Titus O'Neil. Let me do a little bit of history on Titus O'Neil. Let me tell you a little something about February the eighth, two thousand sixteen. It's an episode of Raw, and it's a very emotional episode of Raw because Daniel Bryan has had to retire because of um, different injuries. Oh. He's had a, a, a up and down couple of years, and by February of 2016, they were like, "Okay, he needs to step down." So on that episode of Raw, the whole the the way the show ends is everybody kind of comes out onto the entrance ramp, and we talk about how great Daniel Bryan is. And Vince McMahon comes out to the ring, and he cuts a promo, and he says, "I like Daniel Bryan. I've always believed in him." <laughs> every every time I always said Daniel Bryan wave of the future I said it don't even think I didn't and the crowd were like well I guess he said it so Vince McMahon wouldn't lie to the people no. so you know as you as what happens with the end of the show once the show comes to an end Vince McMahon decides to go home so he gets out of the ring and he walks up the entrance ramp through the the crowd who are there the crowd of wrestlers who are there mm. to see Daniel Bryan to appreciate him. Well, as Vince McMahon walks through the crowd of wrestlers, Titus O'Neil reaches out to kind of grab on his arm very lightly. I mean, you know, normally I wouldn't mention such a thing because he probably would never have noticed it otherwise. <laughs> so Vince doesn't expect it. He kind of turns around and he's kind of blocked by other people. But it kind of looks like he well, he wasn't expecting it. Right? So he kind of shoves Titus away mm. or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's probably not a big deal, right? I yes. Mean, I don't see how this could ever... Possibly be a big deal. Anyway, that was no. Monday, and uh, this is in February, remember? So the next day, that is uh, Tuesday, Titus <laughs> O'Neil is suspended by the WWE for unprofessional conduct <laughs> for up to 90 days, mm. which would mean he will absolutely miss out on WrestleMania, which is a shame, you know? Uh, who knows what kind of high-profile match Titus O'Neil might have had at WrestleMania 2016. <laughs> We can only imagine, you know, fighting Brock Lesnar, for example. Although yeah. it was very around that time that the primetime players had like reunited. Right. So 
you know, it could be a tag team match in there, ex- right? Exactly. It could have been primetime players against Brock Lesnar or Paul Heyman. We don't know. Mm. We'll never know what the match for WrestleMania would be. We can only guess. I, that's my guess, by the way. I think that would have been a good thing. I always found that so bizarre. So, so bizarre that he got suspended for 90 days for that, for a late pull or shove or whatever it was. You know, it's, it's yeah. the weirdest I mean, thing. Um, that's, that's, that's interesting as well. I, I didn't know it was um, Daniel Bryan's retirement. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I always wondered. I remember it happening. I don't remember why Vince and Titus were there, you know, because very rarely they're in the same room <laughs> together. Daniel Bryan's two biggest fans. I just yes. said Vince McMahon's always talking about Daniel Bryan. Always. Always. Ever not. Yeah. Yeah. So they threatened to suspend them for 90 days. I believe later on they reduced it very kindly to 60 days. Only, only two months, yeah. Which still would have missed WrestleMania. <laughs> There's people doing fucking drugs and like getting suspended for that same amount of time. That's the thing. Right. Isn't it ridiculous? How long were... Wasn't... You know if you do like your first wellness policy, isn't it 30 days? It's 30, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You bang oh, a lane of coke and then you oh, get 30 we know days, this. But you, you lightly show Vince McMahon, it's fucking 90, yeah. We know this better than most. Me and Bryce, um, whenever we went to do our tryout for the WWE... We were snorting coke every fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't stop us. And they didn't yeah. even notice. That's how good we were. <laughs> so anyway, it's it, this whole thing, like, because it kind of came out of nowhere, it didn't to you, didn't it seem a little bit like a work, like a bit like an angle? Like, what a weird way to set this up. But also, like, you know, it's got to be an angle or something. Surely. Mm. It's such a silly reason. For Titus O'Neil, sweet, like, here's the thing, man. The one thing people say about Titus O'Neil is just that he is a great person. Nobody yeah, lovely has, guy. Yeah. Nobody has ever said a bad thing about Titus O'Neil. You know, he does so much work for charity. He seems like such a sweet, lovely, kind-hearted man. Stand-up dude. Yeah, he goes to work every day. He doesn't complain. And God knows he's got shit to complain about. You know what yeah. I mean? Getting suspended and, for that, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, this guy, and, you know, he's never complaining about not having TV time or anything like this. He just goes to work and does what he does. And... That's kind of how they treat him. Like, that's ridiculous. So they got a lot of backlash for this online, as you would imagine, because it seems these days the only way you get backlash is online. People are very vocal on the on the Internet. And you would think this would would cause the WWE to realize that maybe they've made a mistake. Hmm. But of course, that's the WWE and they never they never make mistakes ever. They don't make mistakes. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very, you know. It's very strange. What a strange message it is to suspend a guy like that for no reason. Yeah. Whenever he's one of the one of the, the, the nicest guys on the roster from all accounts, right? What kind yeah. of strange message does that send, you know? It's silly. It's very silly. It is very silly. So that was February. Titus returned in May, which I think you'll find isn't 60 days from February. <laughs> he returned in May, May 2nd on an episode of Raw. In a battle royal to determine the number one contender to Kalisto's United States Championship. Which he obviously didn't win. Yep. Now here's, here's what happens. Rusev wins that battle royal. Rusev goes on to be Kalisto at the next pay-per-view. And then at the pay-per-view after that, Money in the Bank, he fights Titus O'Neil. Really? Yes. <laughs> for the US title. And you're like, how? Titus O'Neil wasn't even in the final four of that battle royal. How does he become the champ, like the challenger, two months later, out of nowhere? There's got to be a storyline here. I, I see what you mean when you you think there's a storyline here because that 
that just makes sense. Like, why wouldn't that be a storyline? They've just done. Right. They've like only like done the, the bullet points of the storyline, basically. That, that's the only thing. They've done the things in between. They've only done the bullet points. They've got him <laughs> suspended. They've got him a title match, and then that's it. <laughs> right. They forgot to fill in the other like I don't know sixteen <laughs> weeks. Yeah, you know, so beginning, middle, conclusion, done. But then that was it. That was it. Thanks a lot, Titus. Thanks for coming. I think after that he went and um, continued his tag team with Darren Young. Right. We all know how that ended up very well. The most one of the most successful tag teams of all time. Mm. It, they beat the New Day. He turned heel and beat up Bob Backlund, right? Oh, did he? oh yeah, because Darren Young was with Bob Backlund, so yeah, Titus, they... he almost beat up Bob Backlund. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure I saw a clip of that. I put that on Twitter too. <laughs> when, when was that? That must have been what, 2000, uh, like this year, like 2016 or 2017, right? I think it was 2016. That was yeah. when um, they had the Bob Backlund and Darren Young promos, which are awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, and they were great. I, I love Bob Backlund. That guy could talk. Boy, yeah. his promos are fucking intense, man. They are so good. Yeah. But here's he's the really, thing. really good, yeah. Here's the thing. If you're going to get Tyrus O'Neill over, after you've embarrassed yourselves by having him suspended for no reason, you want to try to make amends, right? You want to try to smooth the cracks. So you're like, I know, I'll have Tyrus O'Neill feud with Bob Backlund, 70-year-old man who can't fight back. (laughs) (laughs) That we will not get a match out of. We will not get a match out of Bob Backlund versus Tyrus O'Neill. Seems like the most obvious thing to do with this man. We should have. We really should have. Yeah, well, will you see what's coming next, Bryce? Oh, yes. <laughs> Finally. Did you want to see Titus O'Neil versus Bob Backlund in an Iron Man match? Because you are in for a treat. Oh, my God. Amazing. That, you know what? That that doesn't actually happen. Or does it? Oh. There's only one way to find out. is to stick around and hear <laughs> my story about me rebooking Titus O'Neil. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. I'm really, really excited about this. Because like, now that... like. It's starting to make sense with the whole, you know, when you, when you first said Titus O'Neil, I was like, what? And like now you explained what happened, you're basing it after the whole suspension, and then now you've thrown in that there was a fucking random US title match and a random pay-per-view. Like, there's got to be something there. So, yeah, I'm a colour me intrigued with a story. Is that like a, a blue or? Uh, it's intrigued. It's a shade of intrigued. Okay, so like a purple uh intrigued yes okay cool i got it i got it it's like orange. Mm. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that bit's not working let's <laughs> let's do my story then you ready to go yeah let's go for it yeah all right so february the 8th 2016 an episode of raw vince mcmahon walks up the entrance ramp to celebrate with the other wrestlers for the daniel brand retirement deal Titus O'Neil reaches out to grab Vince. The next day, he is suspended, and he misses WrestleMania. So we're keeping that in. Cool. Good start. All that shit stays in. Yep, that's the start. That's the starting point. All right? Because anybody with half a brain would think, you can make an angle out of this. Yes. They didn't. But we did. We smart. We smart Mm. boys. So Mm. we're going to have, again, same as in real life, May 2nd, that's when Titus O'Neil finally returns. Okay? But he's not coming back for some kind of battle royal or whatever the heck he comes out he's got a nice looking suit on because he's a snazzy dresser nice dude yes. comes out with a mic because he's got something to say as you would if you'd just been suspended for a bunch of months for no reason yes right doesn't that sound like the most logical thing i'm, I'm following the logic here yeah thank you i'm glad because they didn't 
I'm because I don't. I, that that's it, Bryce. If I get too complicated with it, you 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 tell me. All right, because clearly they didn't understand the nuances of Book and Titus O'Neil. So if I get too complicated, reel me in. But well, Titus, do you mean like too complicated for WWE, or do you mean too complicated in general? Well, it depends. You know, I don't know, man. I, I think I think what this feud needs already is some kind of voodoo doll chasing Shayna Baszler around. Yeah, not even Titus O'Neil, just chase Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then our truth comes in with the twenty four seven championship, and he does a dance, and then the segment that's in the raw. <laughs> and there's then there's zombies, and then there's yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah. So You're that's my that, that's my feedback so far. But other other than that, you're doing okay. It's, we could write an episode of Raw. We could. <laughs> In her fucking sleep, mate. Yeah, dude, this is a piece of piss, man. This zombie. We just did. Yeah. <laughs> just make that three hours. There you go. It's a show, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, you know they're not going to use this idea. That's for nope. sure. So Titus O'Neil comes out. He's got a mic, and he says to the audience that he loves pro wrestling, but more than that, he loves the WWE. He loves this company, a company that took a chance on him that allows him to perform in front of a huge audience, the WWE Universe, if you will. And, you know, it allows him to do so much for charity as well. It's been a real benefit for him working for this company. It's given him a platform that he'll be eternally grateful for. And he loves Vince McMahon, the man responsible for giving him a chance. You know, this man has has seen a guy like Titus O'Neil and given him a shot, which... Titus will never forget about it. So Titus has been a model employee. I think everybody can agree on that. You know, he turns up on time. He gets his stuff in. Does a lot of work for charity. Lovely and friendly. Does everything he's asked to. And yet, here he stands after three months of sitting at home, being away from the the one thing that he truly loves, forced to think about what he did. And he doesn't know what he did. The truth is, he has no idea. He doesn't know. Nobody knows. And he just wants some answers, right? So... He wants Vince McMahon to come out man to man and just explain it. Like that's that's not asking too much. He just he, doesn't Titus deserve an explanation for what happened? Just mm-hmm. man to man, Vince McMahon, Titus O'Neil. That's it, right? Easy. Hmm. And then the music hits and old McMahon comes out. Ah, but it's not Vince. It's the other one. It's not Stephanie either. It's the other one. Linda. No, it's not. Okay, the Roderick. Uh, no, no, no. Swoggle. Uh, well, he. I don't know if he's a McMahon technically, but yes. No, no. Well, he did. Well, okay, he's. I. I want to see those real test results. Okay. <laughs> I am a I'll little bit it. skeptical. That's all I'm saying. He is Irish. Uh, that's also not true. Anyway. Is it, is it Here Comes the Money, Shane McMahon? It is Here Comes the Money, Shane McMahon. Shane Mac, he comes out waggling around on stage trying to do the same moves he used to do like 20 years ago when he was a young man. <laughs> and it still kind of made sense. You know when he does that little weird arm jiggle? And you're like, you used to be able to do something 20 years ago. I don't know what you're doing now. I barely, I barely notice these days because I just realize how fucking red he is. Like fucking yeah. bright red, you know? Oh yeah, he... <laughs> he, perfect, he like a tomato. Yeah. Especially when he's doing an elbow drop off a cage or whatever, you know. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so Shane McMahon gets into the ring after he does a lot of showboating. He grabs the microphone from Titus and he jabs the finger into Titus's chest. He's like, nah, buddy, Vince McMahon doesn't owe you anything. He's not going to come out here. He's a busy man. He's got a whole company to look after. 
don't know if you've noticed this. It's Vince McFucking Man, all right? So Titus very calmly and politely asks the referee to bring him a new microphone, which he does. And he says that Shane came out here and poked him in the chest. Live in front of everybody. So how come the McMahons are allowed to touch the wrestlers, but the wrestlers hmm. aren't allowed to touch the McMahons? Nice. How does that work? So this is a prime opportunity for Shane to just go off. He's jumping around the ring. He's talking about how they're the owners. They tell everybody what to do. They rule an iron fist, right? Which makes sense. That sounds like what the McMahons would do. They can do whatever they want. And that means they can suspend whoever they want. You understand? So Shane jabs him in the chest again. What are you going to do about it? Huh? What are you going to do about it? So Titus looks a little bit agitated. You know, he's flexed his muscles. He's a big dude, so he's flexed his muscles. You know, and he, hmm. he takes his jacket off really calmly, which for a real second puts a glimmer of fear into Shane McMahon's eyes. He's like, shit, dude, this guy's going to beat the fuck out of me. Yeah, he's like six foot seven or something. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. Big dude. But Titus, Titus says he doesn't want to have to hurt Shane. He doesn't want to have to punch him in the face because he knows what that means. He gets it. He knows what's happening. Shane is trying to provoke him. Trying to get him to take a swing at one of the owners of the company so they can suspend him again, right? Mm. Classic, like, oh, you laid your hands on me? Oh, I can suspend you. That's what the, That was the flimsy excuse he did the first time, right? Just looking for yeah. an excuse to, to suspend Titus. Well, you know what? It's not going to happen tonight. That the McMahons have been getting away with an awful lot recently without anybody really standing up and doing something about it. Isn't that interesting? You want to think about that, Shane? Uh, it says Titus as he picks up his jacket and he just walks away. He leaves Shane McMahon alone in the ring. Shane's yelling at Titus, tell him to come back and fight like a man, even though clearly Shane McMahon wasn't willing to fight like a man. But <laughs> Titus, Titus isn't falling for the trap. He's having none of it. So next week on Raw, Shane's got a new plan. And because it's a McMahon plan on an episode of Raw, it's not good. <laughs> so he's, back, he's, he's backstage and he's trying to ambush Titus backstage, you know, he's trying to like provoke him and get him angry. He's like throwing stuff at him. He's okay. like, you know, like with a uh, a drink, like a glass of water, and like throws it in his face or whatever. You know, tries to throw a pie at his face. You know, the classic <laughs> shenanigans that they do on an episode of Monday Night Raw. Yes. Obviously, he doesn't hit Titus in the in the face with a pie. He tries it, but he's not a good shot. That is the happen on Raw once, right? Like recently, oh, Randy Orton, right? Is, <laughs> Jesus did it. Randy yes. Orton. Randy Orton got hit in the face with a pie, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, if you're going to hit anybody in the face with a pie, why not pick one of your more legitimate pro wrestlers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you surprised? No. <laughs> I, saw, I saw him burn a, a man alive, and I also saw him burn down the house of that same man four years prior to this. <laughs> he really right. doesn't like that man. And and Wyatt's just like, you know, you got me. That's <laughs> so well, like, I guess yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year. You know. And then two months later, he's getting hit in the face by a pie. Yeah. Yeah. So not even a, two months. Probably like one month later, actually. But that's hey, a, that's the WWE for you. Yeah. Speaking of the WWE, Shane McMahon is feeling annoyed that he can't figure out a way to get to Titus. Titus is just too cool. He's too calm about it. And he, Titus, comes up to Shane. He's trying to mess with him backstage, and he says. That a true man knows when to turn the other cheek. And a true man knows that one will get what's coming to him eventually. And he walks away and Shane McMahon is hopping mad. No, he's like, don't let this guy talk to me like this. This is ridiculous. I'm a McMahon. So he's like, he's red with anger. And of course, that didn't take much because he's always a big old tomato face. So red. 
Yeah, he's very. He should get that checked out, dude. He is very sick. So next week on Raw, Shane McMahon comes out to the live crowd, and he tells him, you know what? He's been thinking about what Titus was saying. Maybe Shane did go a little too far, and maybe he was trying to make an example out of Titus for no reason. Like he was taking advantage of Titus's suspension to to make a show of power to the boys in the back. But you know, maybe he went too far. So here's the deal. Titus, if you want to come out here, the ring is yours. Shane McMahon will go and sit down by the announcers, and Titus can come out. The ring is his, you know. Shane's mm-hmm. not going to do anything. Come on down and tell us what's on your mind. That's fair, isn't it? So mm-hmm. Shane McMahon gets out of the ring, goes to sit by the announcers. Uh, Titus O'Neill comes out, and he comes down to the ring, and he thanks Shane for showing some humility and grace. You know, it takes a real man to admit when he's wrong. And Titus appreciates that. So thank you very much, Shane. But all Titus really wants is to talk to Vince, you know, in front of the audience, mm-hmm. to clear the air, just so everybody understands. It's not, you know, it doesn't seem like too much of a deal. So he just wants to talk to Vince McMahon live on Raw. So Shane McMahon is like rubbing his thumb with his chin. No. <laughs> He's rubbing his chin with his thumb. Right. <laughs> I did write he's rubbing his thumb with his chin, and I'm like, I oh, fucked that one. <laughs> Very interesting. Steve McMahon rubs his chin with his thumb and his forefinger as he takes it all in. You know the way that people do whenever they're pretending to think about something? Yeah, it's like, hmm. Yes, because he's Imagine. only pretending to think about it, because suddenly <gasps> from behind Titus, a man strikes him across the back of the head with a huge forearm. Oh my it god. Knocks, yeah, it knocks Titus to the mat. So the man uh, continues the assault as Sheehan slides into the ring. With a chair that he was sitting on, and he starts taking a couple of chair shots at Titus because Titus is on the floor on the on the canvas now. Shane McMahon takes a couple of chair shots. You know, Titus is writhing on the canvas. Shane stands proudly with the man he just attacked. Titus, it's a debuting Apollo Cruz. Wow. Okay. That's right. Apollo Cruz was brought up to the main roster around this time anyway. Guess what he did to start off with? Nothing. They didn't give him a hot debut. <laughs> I was going to say, fuck all. <laughs> what about this? Looks like he's got a hot debut as the bodyguard of Shane McMahon. Easy. Nice. It took no time at all to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Done. Right? So, now Shane is running around the ring. He's yelling at Titus about how stupid he is. He fell right into the trap. Doesn't he watch the show? The McMahons always have the upper hand. Sheehan realized that Titus wasn't falling for his earlier obvious attempts to rile him up. So let's see how well Titus does against Sheehan's new bodyguard, Apollo Cruz. So Sheehan gets right up into Titus's face. You know, Apollo was like holding him up. And Sheehan gets right up into Titus's face. And he says, you started this, Titus. You dared to put your hands on, on my dad. And now I'm doing what he doesn't have the balls or the time to do. He suspended you like a coward. That's not what the old Vince McMahon would have done. I wouldn't have suspended you. I would have done this to you. I would have humiliated you live on my own TV show. That's what the old Vince McMahon would have done. (laughs) That's exactly what the old Vince McMahon would have done. True. But now, now there's just an old Vince McMahon. Looks like Shane McMahon is the McMahon with the real balls around here. Titus, by this point, has had enough of Shane McMahon and his big red tomato face. So he fires up. He elbows Apollo Crews away and he runs for Sheehan. Sheehan, of course, slides under the bottom rope. Apollo and Titus brawl before Sheehan kind of gets Apollo back. And, and they make a hasty retreat, but they say this isn't over, Titus. This isn't over. 
He doesn't know what he started, but here's the thing. McMahons have very long memories, and they hold grudges. Mm. So you better watch your ass, Titus O'Neil. So this kind of time period is right around Extreme Rules, which is kind of poor timing because, you know, an Extreme Rules match would kind of make sense for this feud. But not right now. You know, not three weeks into it. That would be ridiculous. So we'll just have a straight-up one-on-one match, you know, no Extreme Rules, just a... Apollo Crews against Titus O'Neil at, ex- at the pay-per-view called Extreme Rules, which is a stupid name for a pay-per-view, yes. but whatever. It's going to be a straight-up match. I wish it wasn't Extreme Rules. I wish it was something else, but <laughs> you got to work with what you got. Timing, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Titus O'Neil versus Apollo Crews in a straight-up match. We're going to have this on the show and not on the pre-show. Uh, thank you very much. Very important. So what I would do is I would have Titus win this first match. Obviously, you want Apollo to start up strong, but... You know, what I would do is I would have Shane McMahon come out with Apollo and Shane's trying to help Apollo win. It backfires. Titus O'Neil gets a victory over Apollo Crews. And of course, this makes Shane McMahon even matter. Sure. Now he's super pissed. He's like, are you kidding me? So we to get my revenge on this guy. It should be easy. After this, we're on the road to Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And Titus wants a piece of that pie. You know, he's been around long enough. He deserves a shot. The Money hmm. in the Bank. I think that's fair. So he wins a qualifying match against Zack Ryder to secure his place in the match to, you know, gun for a potential heavyweight uh, championship opportunity. That seems pretty sweet. Shane McMahon, of course, doesn't want Titus to win. So he pulls some strings. He gets it fixed. So Apollo Crews is also in this match, in the Money in the Bank match. And Apollo is being paid well by Shane McMahon. So he's more concerned with following orders and destroying Titus. He wants to get some revenge of what happened in Extreme Rules as well. So, during the, the Money in the Bank match itself, we can have a spot where Titus is fingertips away from the briefcase, but old Apollo Crews runs down, knocks him off the ladder, and then because it's a Money in the Bank match, you can have Shane McMahon take advantage of the no DQ kind of rules now, and have Apollo Crews and Shane McMahon double team and Titus. They could like power bomb him through the announce table, although you would imagine Apollo does most of the power bombing. Yes. In that case. And then you could have Sheehan climb up one of the big ladders that would be at ringside normally for Money in the Bank. And he could deliver his sloppy looking elbow off the top <laughs> of the ladder. Nice. See, so it all kind of makes sense. And then that makes it, that makes, you know, now Sheehan's gloating again. He's kind of got his, his heat back after the last month. And then, you know, somebody else wins the Money in the Bank. I don't know who. Let's just say Stevie Richards. Yes. There we go. <laughs> so. Next week on Raw, that's the, that's the only place I could find to put him in. You've got, you got to stuff him in somewhere. Yeah. So the next week on Raw, Shane McMahon, of course, is crowing. You know, he comes out to the ring, and he's very happy. He humiliated Titus at Money in the Bank. He replays it on the Titans Tron. He shows it, like, seven or eight times from, like, different angles with cartoon sound effects all over the top of it because it's Raw, you know. <laughs> that's the way it goes. What an idiot, Titus O'Neil. What a goon. What a fool. Yeah. Look at him. You know, you see, this is what happens when you mess with McMahon. The fear, the fear used to be in every single WWF superstar. Back when it was the WWF, it was a fear in people's eyes because everybody was afraid of Vince McMahon. But the fear is gone. Every single wrestler in the back, they used to be afraid, but somewhere along the line, Shane McMahon's old man got too old. And now he spends his time behind a desk, stressing out over finances and attending board meetings. 
Nobody is afraid of Vince McMahon anymore. But that doesn't mean that they can forget about all the McMahons. One of them still has plenty of venom left in his veins, and he won't have an upstart like Titus O'Neil coming out here and daring to lay a finger on a McMahon. That's not how it works. We're talking about Hornswoggle, right? Mm, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just dramatically change the rest of the storyline so it involves uh, Hornswoggle. Yeah. It's all about how it's got fuck all to do with Titus O'Neil. It's all about. <laughs> so, Titus O'Neil isn't at Raw tonight. He's licking his wounds after the beating that Shane and Apollo Crews gave to him last night on Money in the Bank. He's crying at home because somebody smarter than him made him look silly, which is what the McMahons do, right? Well, it's too bad. There's no room for a little crybaby like Titus in the WWE. Oh, he's so soft-spoken. He's a real gentleman. That's not what the WWE is about, man. He doesn't have what it takes to be a star. He never did, and here's the proof. Now he's at home, and he'll probably never come back. Why would he want to? You know, Vince McMahon suspended him. Shane McMahon sent him home in the hospital. Elbow drop off the ladder. Hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Apollo Crews, on the other hand, he's only going to go up from here now that he's sided with a, a McMahon, and not just a McMahon, the McMahon in charge. Mm. Uh, Apollo Crews is going to go places. You mark my words. So, unfortunately, old Shane McMahon has his back to the entrance ramp while he's talking about this. Um, who do you think comes sprinting down the ramp Sliding into the ring and clubbing on Apollo Crews. Why, it's Titus O'Neil. Oh, you know, damn it. You were going to guess Hornswoggle. Well, I got there first. You, know. <laughs> you don't want me to guess. <laughs> no, I have to get there quickly. So he's got like his uh, ribs taped up to sell the money in the bank thing. But, you know, he's fired up and him and Apollo Crews are brawling. Sheehan, once again, gets the hell out of there. So the referees and the security have to break them up between, you know, Titus and Apollo. So next week, Titus is ready for another match. He just wants to... He wants to compete, right? He wants to get back on track. He wants to work his way up to title contendership. He wants to go to work. He wants to be a wrestler, you know? Um, which I don't think is that outrageous, is it? But I guess in the more wacky world of WWE, I guess that kind of thing is outrageous. So, of course, Shane McMahon hasn't finished. He and Apollo come out and interrupt whatever match Titus had uh, that could be against anybody. Let's say Stevie Richards and Hornswoggle. Yay! <laughs> put them both in why not <laughs> so it doesn't really matter the match ends in disqualification they beat up Titus and Titus is understandably not happy about this so next week on Raw they figure out we need to we need to solve some problems this isn't going to work so Shane McMahon books a, a match the next pay-per-view which is called Battleground which actually sounds way better than Extreme Rules I think it still sounds shit <laughs> Battleground. We're going to battle on the ground. On the ground, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that sounds, well, whatever. I mean, it's it's slightly better. I mean, it's better than Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to, you got to take the wins when you get them, you know. Yeah. It's the best we're going to get. So, Shane McMahon wants to book a match for Battleground. How about Titus O'Neil against Apollo Crews? And Shane McMahon, how about that, huh? A little bit of handicap action. What do you think about that? But let's sweeten the deal, though. Battleground is in two weeks. So next week, we have another episode of Raw. Shane McMahon's going to give Titus O'Neil one week till next week's Raw to find himself a tag partner. Ooh. So if he can find a tag partner by next week's Raw, then the week after that, a Battleground, it'll be a tag match. Doesn't that sound fair? Doesn't that sound fair from old Shane McMahon? He would never do anything to double-cross anybody. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, 
So, of course, that whole episode of Raw, Titus O'Neil is going backstage talking to people, trying to see if there's any interest with becoming his tag partner to fight Shane McMahon. Now, some people are starting to get the fear back again. Some people are like, I don't know if I want to mess with Shane McMahon. Mm. Ah, which is exactly what Shane McMahon wants. However, Titus O'Neil meets with his good friend Darren Young backstage. Yeah. And he says, how about we do a deal? Let's let's figure some stuff out. Darren, Darren Young says he's always got Titus O'Neil's back. So next week on Raw, the world right before Battleground, Titus, uh, Titus O'Neil comes out and he tells Shane that he's found a tag partner and the tag team match is on. Ah, but Shane McMahon, he shakes his head. Oh, I don't think you do have a tag team partner. See, Shane, being a McMahon, always one step ahead. He knows that the very first person Titus O'Neil is going to go to, Darren Young. Yeah, right? that's who I guessed, yep. So, so, Shane McMahon, being the son of a billionaire, paid off Darren Young. He's, oh, no. He says, listen, man, the McMahons can buy whatever they want. So next week at Battleground, or this Sunday at Battleground, I should say, what we're going to do, we're going to have the match, and I guarantee you, Darren Young's not going to turn up to the ring because I paid him off. And Titus O'Neil says, well, you know, money can't buy everything. I think he will turn up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, tension. Can you believe it? Tension in a wrestling angle. <laughs> it's unthinkable. Things are getting too complicated now. You're right. Is this too much? All right. Well, too, Hornswoggle too does it. What is R-Truth does a dance. <laughs> <laughs> that better? To be fair, much I better. love R-Truth. I love so that I. man. But Funny it man. does seem like they just, when they can't think of a good way to end something, they just put R-Truth in there to put that as <laughs> a punch. No? <laughs> so, Battleground happens. Uh, Shane McMahon and Apollo Crews wait in the ring for the match to start. Titus comes out. He's waiting on the entrance ramp. And he waits for Darren Young to show. Shane McMahon starts to laugh. He's like, I told you the McMahons are on this company. Money buys everything. You know, it, money is, is thicker than friendship. I believe that's the saying. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what they say. So it's a handicap match. Darren Young doesn't show. And Titus O'Neil does the best he can. But of course, you know, really most of it's a one-on-one match between Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil. But Shane McMahon, you know, Titus really wants to get his hands on Shane McMahon. Shane keeps ducking and diving, getting out of it. But a, he keeps trying to cheat and, you know, attack Titus from behind, which is kind of allowed in a handicap match. So eventually the numbers game is too much for Titus. Shane uses a chair behind the referee's back in a cheating manner. And that's it. That's, that's the win. So now Shane McMahon and Apollo Crews have a win over Titus O'Neil. Mm. Oh, What's going to happen now? So, next week on Raw, Shane McMahon and Apollo Crews, they're back out. And you know what? Shane doesn't look like he's, he's totally happy because he's not sure if Titus fully learned his lesson yet. Maybe he needs to, maybe he needs to fight some more. I don't know if you've taught Titus enough lessons yet. Hmm. So, Titus comes out onto the stage and he looks pretty cheesed off. And I'm sorry to use such harsh language on this, this podcast, but... <laughs> Really cheesed off, all right? Oof. That's the only way I could describe it. So Shane McMahon reminds him. He's like, you can't... I just want to remind you. You can't touch me because I'll suspend you. I mean, you could fight Apollo if you want. You want to do that? Or if you really want to be fired, you can come straight down to punch me in the face. I'm right here. 
<laughs> so Shane McMahon is taunting Titus. But once again, Titus and Neil seems very, very calm, very cool, very collected. The way he has been for a lot of this feud. He's just not rising to the beat that Shane McMahon keeps dangling in front of him. So he stands on the entrance ramp as Shane goes on and he rants and he raves. He's really bigging himself up big time, like a big time boy. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, sometimes I read these and I surprise myself with my own like stupid verbiage. <laughs> I like that one. That was good. So eventually, Shane McMahon, after, you know, being a big time boy for a little while, he he just he wants to know why Titus is so calm all the time. How could he be so calm at a time like this where Shane McMahon is poised, ready to strike, ready to ruin Titus O'Neil's entire life? I mean, that's where it's going. Vince, or Shane McMahon's not going to stop. He's going to ruin it. He wants, he's just looking at, at Titus. Titus isn't reacting. He's like, you got to react. You got to do something. He says, react, goddammit. And t- uh, Titus just smiles quite coyly. And he gives a little shrug. And he points to the entrance ramp behind him. And then no chance in hell starts to play <laughs> with the PA system. So Shane McMahon doesn't look too healthy. He's like, oh, am I in trouble with my dad? You know. What 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 shade of red is he at the moment? The, do you ever do you ever get a dime bar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know the color of red on the packet of a dime bar. Right. I I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. 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 Perfect Sorry, explanation. <laughs> I was eating dime bars earlier. There were a bunch of packets of dime bars lying around. They're really good. Shame it, my eyes. Dime bar red. Yeah, dime okay. bar red, right? Oh, we know what that means. <laughs> yeah. We know exactly what that means. He's dime bar red. <laughs> but, you know, he kind of cools off. He sees Vince McMahon coming out and standing beside Titus. Shane's not sure what's going on, but Vince McMahon has a microphone. And whenever Vince McMahon has a microphone, everybody shuts up and listens, which is just the way it is. So Vince comes out and he admits that he hasn't been on WWE television for a while. It's probably for the best. You know, other people get a chance to shine. He gets to spend his time working backstage and actually doing work that benefits the company instead of having a two out of three falls match against Stone Cold or whatever the fuck, right? (laughs) Actually doing what he's supposed to be doing. But perhaps he's neglected his own on-screen duties just a bit, just as Shane McMahon mentioned earlier, of course. So Shane's now like, okay, maybe we're on the same page. Getting that big cocky smile back, you know. So at least there's still one McMahon out here keeping the fear alive, right, son? So now Shane is like, oh yeah. <laughs> Very confident in himself again. Hey, you're right, Pops. I'm the McMahon that's putting the fear back into the talent. I'm taking guys uh, I'm taking care of guys like Titus for you. you know, I'm doing your dirty work. So Vince says that's exactly why he's out here to talk to Titus. Uh, Vince McMahon remembers what Shane said before about Vince being locked up in meetings all the time. And so he finally wanted the chance to come out here personally and talk to Titus when he had the opportunity to do so. He wanted to be able to devote enough time to something very serious. And now he has enough free time to be able to come out on Raw and explain the whole thing. So that's why there's been a bit of an absence between the suspension and right now. But things will be answered right now. Vince also hasn't forgotten about what, what, what else Sheehan said months ago about Vince not having the guts to stand up to people, about Vince being too old <laughs> to wrestle people. Wherever Sheehan was putting himself 
really putting himself over as the man in charge. See, Vince remembers that because McMahons have long memories, of course, and they hold grudges. So, due to corporate policy, putting your hands on an off-air personality is a suspendable offense. And Vince McMahon hadn't been on TV for a long time. He was, at that point, an off-air personality. Titus O'Neil, whether he knew it or not, accidentally put his hands on him. It was on live TV. Vince McMahon got himself in sticky, you know, hot water with the higher-ups. And he said, hey, you know, it's company policy. Hmm. Nothing I could do about that. I apologize for not being able to explain it earlier, but like I said, I've been very busy. So, obviously, Vince McMahon overreacted on that point. But uh, moreover, Shane McMahon booking himself into a handicap match at Battleground means that technically he's a wrestler now. He's a he's an uh. on-screen talent right now, which means that Vince McMahon can book him into matches just like a real yes. wrestler. And which means Titus O'Neil is free to work with Shane McMahon at any time he wants now that <laughs> Shane McMahon is an active talent. So Shane, of course, turns white as a sheet now as Titus O'Neil cracks his knuckles looking at Shane. Vince turns to Titus O'Neil. He shakes his hand and says that he's truly sorry for what happened. Titus accepts the apology. Vince says he hopes he can make amends for what happened by booking Shane McMahon against Titus O'Neil. In a one-on-one match at SummerSlam with Apollo Crews banned from ringside so that Titus O'Neil can get a little bit of revenge. Amazing. I know, right? So that's pretty much the end of the storyline because you, in those three months, you kind of build up who Titus is and also who Shane is, right? Yeah. You, can, you get uh, Apollo Crews over as like the bodyguard guy. You get Shane over as this you know, despicable heel. Titus gets over as like a really good guy, right? It, it's it's like the angle or not. It's like the Austin thing, but because Austin's such a, a rebellious person, people loved mm. him, right? Whereas in this, it's it's like a different kind of mood. Shane McMahon's been a very clear asshole, mm. and Titus O'Neil is being very kind and forgiving, and he ends up, you know, getting an advantage and and going over most of the time. And because Shane is going about things in a very mean and obvious way and Titus is taking turning the other cheek. So you're showing like a totally different character, but it's a character that fits Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Titus O'Neil can't be out there giving the finger and drinking beers and shit. But with this character against this, against this McMahon, you can actually build up another, you know, guy against authority angle without making it seem totally contrived. It doesn't seem like a rehash or anything like that. It seems like a totally different angle, which means that if you wanted to, you could end things at SummerSlam. You, if you wanted to just have Titus O'Neil beat the shit out of Shane McMahon at SummerSlam, you can do that, and then Shane McMahon can move on to other things as an established new heel authority. Titus O'Neil can move on to different things as a new mid-card babyface. Titus O'Neil can move on to Apollo. Yeah. Exactly. But ex- exa- you, you, you've got these two new guys... Well, not Titus wasn't new, but like you've got Titus who hadn't been in that position before, and you position him right there in the mid card, make him look good. Same with mm. Apollo Cruz. You're taking this guy, you're giving him shit to do on TV, so people already understand what he's up to right off the bat. So you can have that if you wanted to. If you really wanted to, what you could do is do a swerve. So you could have Apollo Cruz banned from ringside. But what if Darren Young comes back into play? He's still being paid off oh, by yeah. Steve McMahon. 
he attacks Titus on behalf of Shane McMahon. So now McMahon's got Darren Young and Apollo Crews by his side. And now Apollo or now Titus is feuding against that whole stable. That's an angle you could go down if you wanted to. If you wanted to, you could have in the Shane McMahon versus Titus deal match, you could have Vince McMahon come out and interfere, beat up Titus and go, ah, you see, it was all a swerve. <laughs> Another swerve. And then the McMahon stand talk, because that's the kind of bullshit they would do. Right? Yeah. They would just swerve it again for no reason. So <laughs> you could do that if you wanted to. I wouldn't do that, but you know what I mean? Um, so there's, like all of our good storylines, there's options at the end of mm. it. There's places you can go with it. It's not and, just the end of the storyline. There's places to go exactly, yeah. Ex- exactly. This is the end of our rebooking. But if they're smart, which obviously they aren't because they didn't do any of this shit, but if they were smart, they would be able to move this ahead and you can take that to the end of the year with the Titus O'Neil. And then by that point, if Titus isn't getting over people, do something else. Or, yeah. you know, you've already got... It doesn't matter because you've already got Shane established and Apollo Crews established and Titus established. One yeah. of those three is going to work, right? Yeah. So it means the storyline isn't for nothing. There's a purpose to it. And, you know, I think it, I think it all makes sense. And don't you think that, that this guy deserves a little bit more than, than just being remembered as the guy that slipped under the ring that one time? Yeah, I, I do think he does deserve better than that, absolutely. But no, man, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, good storylines do have... You know, good storylines close the door but open a window, you know, to something else, you know, so you can go into something else. And, like, I totally forgot about Darren Young. Um, you know, I completely forgot about that whole thing that happened because I was so stunned by the Vince thing. But, yeah, he could get he could get back, get back involved because where was he after he can no show that show, right? So right. he could come back in and he could, um, you know, um, either go with Titus or against Titus or whatever. You know, that's what could happen. But, yeah, like, no, no, no offence, man, but I wasn't expecting this, but this is, like, legitimately one of my favourite stories of yours. Um, yes! And it's, it's because it's Titus O'Neil, I wasn't expecting it, but you've made a star out of Titus O'Neil, and an interesting story involving Titus O'Neil, which WWE couldn't do in fucking t- 12 years he's been there now or something. Um, I don't know, man, but, yeah, this, this was so fucking good. It's like... It makes sense to, to bring um Shane McMahon's a perfect villain because he's such a you know he's he's not the the fan favorite anymore um you know people liked him because he jumped off things now he's just a big fucking tomato <laughs> coming back and ruining things yeah just, uh, a tomato like, just, jumping yeah. off the cage isn't the same yeah exactly I don't see a tomato when is he Shane McMahon but anyway but yeah one thing I I liked during this was the um so you you had Shane come out at the start and he said something about you know uh, Vincent Mann's old and Vincent Mann's um he's not got the balls to show up. I completely just didn't didn't register that. Um, you know, I, I heard it at the time, but he, I think you intentionally didn't mention it for the rest of the, the rest of the feud until Vincent Man came out. Like he just planted the seeds for that, which was fucking brilliant. You know, really, really, really kind of took me by surprise that when Vince came out and then Vince's and and Vince's Vince's um Vince's reason for suspending Titus fair, you know, legit, right? Okay, that's, that's all we needed. That's yeah, all we I mean, needed. Yeah, it's company policy, right? You've got to suspend them. That's fair enough. That that was good. And you're having the whole Vince fair as well. It makes sense. Like Vince come out, comes out and like, of course, what's he going to do? He's going to book Titus versus Shane, which is the perfect end to the story because that's how it started. It was Titus versus Shane. Shane's too scared to fight Titus on his own. So he gets Apollo Crews involved. And then Vince comes out and makes it Titus versus Shane again. And that just makes sense. That's the perfect end to the storyline. And at the same time, Bigs up Apollo Crews, um, you know, has him doing something because he didn't, God knows, he didn't do anything for fucking yeah. like five years until he suddenly turned Nigerian. So, so. I was very pissed about that because I thought Apollo Crews is a guy. And they, when they finally started using him, he's like, yes, you were probably hmm. safe. Like, yes, finally, they're using this fucking guy. 
And then two weeks later, he's got a Nigerian accent, and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, a, I'm not the biggest like, hater of that. Like, um, I, I like that they're using him, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's given him a chance to actually show what he can do, not just be on like main event or whatever, you know. So, But no, man, um, fucking enjoyed that. Really fucking enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, loads of drama. And the Darren Young thing added some drama to the story as well in the middle, where it's like, will he show, will he not, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's more, more can be done with that in the future as well, as we said. So good shit, man. Thank you, man. I mean, like straight up, when I was writing this, because, you know, I had this idea before. I'd written most of this before The Ascension. Hmm. I, I had been thinking about this for a long time because I'd, I'd mentioned this to you a while ago. And while I was writing this, I was like, this might be my favorite one so far. Mm. Like, it's just, it's fun and it makes sense. And I'm, yeah. you know, connecting it's the logical. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I didn't want to say before we recorded, I didn't want to say, this is my best one yet. You know, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to see what you thought of it. And I'm like, I'm really glad that you liked it too. Uh, and that's the thing. I don't think. He, this is going to be a, a Mike Bennett situation. People are going to see oh, Titus. Definitely, yes. They're going to see Titus O'Neil <laughs> and they're not going to be interested. And I'm like, they're going to miss out on arguably my best rebooking. Yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That's how it's going to go down. Like, yeah. uh, you know, they're making kayfabe loyals. They're going to listen to this and fucking guys, we love you. Um, you know, yeah. but yeah, there, there are people who tune in for the John Cena, who tune in for the, um, you know, the Regals, the Diamond Dallas pages, that kind of stuff. So, Absolutely, fucking brilliant story, dude. Um, well, that's, that's I hope thing. it gets the praise it deserves because it is uh, incredible. That's the thing about our show is that because we rebook everybody, right? I, I would have thought that more people would be interested in the the mid carders because they are the guys that don't get the chance to show mm. up and they don't yeah. get these storylines. So, you know, Titus O'Neil seems like the the a prime example of that. Just a guy that they have on the roster and they're not going to use him, and yeah. they could if they wanted to, and they just you know. Didn't. Yeah. didn't. <laughs> That's the way that goes. So now that we've talked about Tyus O'Neill and big old tomato face Shane McMahon. <laughs> One thing I meant to mention is he said that when um, Vince made that announcement that Shane went as white as a sheet, yes. but still red. Still red. <laughs> yeah, he went like what's like a like a kind of um, like a pink color. Yeah, like, like pink, red, like faded, white. faded red, like yeah, like a. I don't know what's what's faded red. Like a, like a, I would have said like a strawberry milkshake. Oh, you're really good at these. <laughs> you went to strawberry milkshake flavor. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. I know my colors. <laughs> you know, I might not, I might not know how to read or write, but I know what colors are. Yes, you do. Speaking of colors, do you want to play <laughs> K5 Tabola? Yes, I would love to. Speaking of colors, yeah. One of my best segues yet. So, we're going to play a little game of Kayfabe Tombola. Everybody's very excited about this. It's everybody's second favorite part of the podcast. The first favorite po- part of the podcast is listening out to see whenever we mention Viscera. Right- <laughs> we have mentioned him. Oh, it's yeah. right now. Yeah. We did it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking one hour into the show and we'd not mention Viscera. What's that all about? <laughs> uh, see, that's why I did it on purpose. So we can have the, the everybody's favorite part of the podcast and everybody's second favorite part of the podcast right beside each other. I tell you what, dude. Like we, um, like we, we have to get on this viscera booking at some point. Because, like, I don't know if you saw today as we record this, but one of our listeners, Dan, uh, the ginger new, he's saying that if if you don't book a viscera story soon, I'm gonna have to do it. So you know, like we need to um, pull our finger out and really, um, you know, get a viscera episode on the go. I like how you said we. 
<laughs> me, me. It's, you know what's going to be. I am no offense, Visser, but I will not be rebooking Viscera. See, season Bryce. five is just going to be all Viscera. It's just going to be Viscera's transformation from Mabel to King Mabel to Viscera to fucking Viscera. Big Viscera to uh, fucking Love Love Machine Viscera to Big Daddy V and then all the rest. So all that, the that others. Is, yeah. All the others. All the other Viscera's. Well, you talked about uh, rebooking Viscera, but on a previous Tombola, you've, you've rebooked Viscera before. I have. Sure. Wolverine, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We get off to some crazy shenanigans on this show, don't we? We do get up to completion. So, well, before we get too deep into a wonderful episode of Kayfabe Tombola, if you guys like today's show, if you want to hear some more cool-ass rebookings, I suggest you check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash makingkayfabe. There's all sorts of rebookings on there. There's also a couple other bonus shows. Wink, oh, yeah. wink. Got some really good stuff on there. If you, it goes, it, It's as low as five pound a month, which is, you know, not even a pint for both of us. No, definitely not. Like, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> not, it's, not in Edinburgh, man. Like, God, fucking hell. No. You're looking at six no. pound pints at least. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. six pints <laughs> per person, you know? Yeah. It's tough. So, you know, five pints for. It, you get a lot of bonus stuff with it. So, check it out, man. If you like rebookings, we've got what we mentioned Akira Tozawa, of course. We've got Samoa Joe. Who else? Just uploaded Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. Oh, that's a good one. I don't want to give too many things away. That's a a lot of stuff. You want to check that one out. A lot of good stuff in that one. It's funny Um, we mentioned Viscera as well. Hmm. Exactly. You guys were talking about, oh, I really want to hear Bryce do a Viscera rebooking. (laughs) If only there was a place (laughs) where you could spend (laughs) five fines per month and be able to check out all these. That's the thing about the Patreon page. You never know what you're going to get when it comes yeah. to the bonus rebooking, but it's always going to be quality. Trust yes. me, and this, there's a lot of good stuff on there. And there's more coming. There'll be a lot more coming. We're going to be taping some bonus content very soon, so watch out for that. If you, just if you want, you want to check out the Patreon page, or if you could share it around, that would really help us out. Patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Really appreciate it. That uh, really helps us out. But, why don't we play a little game of kayfabe to Bola? Let's do it. Right. Alrighty, so you guys probably know how Cave Tombola works. It's a little game. There's going to be four wrestlers, four scenarios. They're going to be hidden behind, you know, numbers one to four, letters A to D. Bryce is going to give me a letter number combination. I'm going to reveal what he has to pick. Then he will have one minute to give us a storyline based on that wrestler and that random storyline. It couldn't be simpler. Now, Bryce, unfortunately, has had a court order against me to stop me from making my own K-15 Tombolas. So, <laughs> except... Smartest, smartest thing I've ever done. Except for the Patreon. We, legally, he couldn't, he couldn't get us off the Patreon. So if you want to hear some more of my devious, devious Tombolas, they're available on Patreon. If that's not a good reason to check it out, I don't know what is. So today's suggestions have been sent in by Marty at Marty underscore Thorm on Twitter. Nice. I want to say, I want to give a little shout out because he loves our show. Thank you very much. He says that if, uh, if he gets selected for the Tombola, he wants to give a little shout out to his girlfriend, Ashley, and that oh. he loves her very much. A happy, oh. happy relationship, you guys. That's yeah. very nice. Happy relationship. Happy relationship. <laughs> I was going to say happy birthday, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's her birthday. 
No, there we go. But that's lovely. Oh, hey, it'll be your birthday at least once during the year. So whenever it is your birthday, listen to it today. That's Happy true. birthday. One in 365 chance. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. And it's good to hear from you guys. It's it's good that you, you love her very much. I'm sure she loves you very much as well. The same way Bryce loves me. Exactly. Exactly the same. I didn't like the long pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we'll, baby. We'll see, we'll see how much I love Marty when I hear these kayfabe Tombola suggestions. Because I, I don't know how he's going to play me here. Let, let's see what he does. Well, that's it. I want to say thank you very much to Marty. Because one of them really made me laugh. And I really hope you get that one. Because it, it, it tickled me. So, Marty's given you four wrestlers, four scenarios. All I need from you, my good friend Bryce, is a number and a letter. Give me uh, 2A. 2A. Yeah. Oh, is it a funny one? <laughs> it's not, but it's it's still some good stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Oh, Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, when we get there, I'll tell you what my favorite funny one is. But hey, let me tell you the wrestlers you didn't select. Okay. You could have had Kenny from the Spirit Squad. <laughs> okay. You didn't get him. You could have had Booker T. Okay. I you didn't get him. You could have had Paul Heyman. <laughs> okay. You didn't get him. Well, I'll Who tell could you, it he possibly be? Did well, maybe not somebody you're expecting. Vizera? No! Oh. The Boogeyman. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's superb. That's a good cool one. Isn't time. It? It's about time. We've been, we've, been, we've been teasing that shit as well, I think, right? Yeah, we've been looking for Boogeyman for ages, yeah. Uh, if you guys are fans of Boogeyman and Viscera, you're going to love our show. <laughs> if you love Boogeyman, Hornswoggle, and Viscera, this is the show for you. The show by Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Exactly. The show has fuck all to do with any of them, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So let me tell you the scenarios you didn't get, okay? So the first one you didn't get was my favorite one, the one that made me laugh. So thank you for this, Marty. It really made me laugh. He he can't get over how big the Titantron is. <laughs> I'm like, that's such a funny, like... It. He can't get over it. Like, every that's week, so every every week, he's like, fuck, dude, have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen <laughs> the fucking size of this thing? How, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know why, but the idea of him constantly being like, whoa, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like cutting a promo. He's like, holy shit, you see that fucking thing? Like, whoa. What's that? <laughs> it's my face, but it's on the screen. Fucking huge. That, that really made me laugh. Uh, but like, oh, well, I mean, we, we've just done that bit, I guess. So. Yeah, it's good. We've got <laughs> basically, like, that's a funny bit, but I don't know if you could do a minute from that. So, you know, okay, we're 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 doing all right so far. You didn't get. He competes in a match with Mick Foley, and if he loses, he must have surgery and then give Mick Foley his ear. Which, <laughs> that's a good one as well. I really like that one. That's there's a lot going on with that, but that makes sense. I like it. But yeah. you didn't get that one. You didn't get uh, that he exp he threatens to expose the Big Show and Eddie Guerrero because they have a secret, and. That secret that the Boogeyman threatens to reveal to the world is that Eddie Guerrero's lowrider wasn't actually powered by hydraulics. It was the big show underneath underneath the, the <laughs> ramp. Just like lifting it up. 
<laughs> so like big show, like yeah, strapped to the bottom of the car, like no, he's on, he's under, he's under the. Oh, is he in the ramp? Yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I'm with you. That's clever. Still, still good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, because you never saw the Big Show and Eddie Guerrero's car in the same place at the same time. That's true. That's true. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, you didn't get those. Bryce, you were gonna have one minute to tell me and all the lovelies, including uh, Marty and Ashley. The lovely couple. All about the time that the boogeyman was also competing for Dominic Mysterio in the ladder match against oh Eddie Guerrero. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hardy, you genius. So, like, boogeyman is, is Dominic's dad, basically. Or could be, right? Could be. He's in the running. Oh my god. How does that work? Well, our good friend Bryce is going to have to tell us about it. <laughs> and how is he ever going to be able to explain all of this in one minute? I don't know. But I'm looking forward to finding out, as I'm sure everybody else is. These are good, aren't they? These are, those are four very, very strong suggestions for KV and Bullet. Fucking well done, Marty. Because <laughs> when you read the raster side, you were excited about Boogeyman, and you could have fun with Kenny from the Spirit Squad. Be like, okay, you know. Booker T, Paul Heyman, could have fun with all of them, yeah. But then once we got to the... The suggestions, the, the scenarios, you were just like, oh, I don't, I hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Oh, man. So, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go for this. Fuck it. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. I love it when Bryce is excited. I am excited to hear all about it, too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count you down from three. Then you're going to have 60 seconds to explain to the world all about the boogeyman having a son or maybe not having a son. Mm. We'll see. It depends on who wins. So, are you ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. Give me that. So, the, the big reveals happened. So, Eddie is told Ray that he's had relations with Ray's wife or Dominic is his child or however. I can't remember exactly how that went down storyline. It's something like that anyway. But So, Eddie and Ray, they're in the ring setting up this match and, and they're about to sign the contract for the ladder match. But then, Teddy Long comes out and he's like, oh, like, oh hold on a minute, Del Player. And, and he says that they, they, they ran a DNA test on Dominic Mysterio and there, there's actually three potential fathers um, for, for Dominic Mysterio. I have no fucking clue how DNA tests work, by the way. <laughs> um, but, but then he's like, ladies and gentlemen, the third man is the boogeyman. Um, and the boogeyman comes out and he signs the contract and he, drop, he, he drops like some worms in the ring uh, because he's a boogeyman. And then Bo boogeyman like walks away and Dominic picks up a worm and he's like, uh, you know, hmm, not bad. Um, so... Anyway, ladder match happens, Boogeyman wins, um, and, and now he has custody of Dominic, which means in 2021, we've got the Boogeyman and Dominic Boogeyman going for the tag team titles as Boogie Father and Boogie Son. Wow. What I loved uh, about that was <laughs> the guy's like, we did the DNA results. The Boogeyman is also in the match. Here comes the Boogeyman. And then you, you, you just very casually said, the Boogeyman comes out. And I'm like, okay, but when did this happen? Like 2004? Yeah, <laughs> is he, was he not around 2004? I think I'm gonna. You're gonna have to double check your your boogeyman. I'm sure boogeyman was around like around that time. Like, I'm okay. sure he was. Let's have a look. Let's uh, oh, let's do it live on the show. Live, live googling on the show. Let's this is live. It. I mean, it's obviously boogeyman. not live by the time you listen to this because we pre-recorded it. But it's live to us. God damn it! <laughs> so. uh, professional wrestling career tough enough. He was tough enough in 2004. Was, um, was he the boogeyman? 
He was a boogeyman. It was a boogeyman in OVW in 2000 and... Oh, 2005. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, you were, we were pretty close. Pretty close, close enough. Fuck it. It's k from Tambola. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah not, still not Who to be cares? k <laughs> from Tambola has never been factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, guys going back through, through time and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell we want the k from Tambola, exactly. But no, Marty Mel, that's fucking brilliant, man. Thank you for those. That was, that was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Thank you very much, sir. We really appreciate it. So, thank you very much for listening, guys. That was our rebooking of Titus O'Neil and also our rewriting of history to involve the boogeyman in <laughs> very important storylines that we all remember today. We had a lot of fun, I think. I certainly did. I really enjoyed this one. This was Good fun. We, of, we, we did have a lot of fun. If you guys enjoyed it, too, we really appreciate a little five-star review on all your podcasting apps. And, you know, it seems like such a, a silly thing, but it really helps us out. It helps the visibility of the show. And, you know, it, it takes no time at all. It gives a little five-star. But, and also, you know, if you want to check us out on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, that stuff really helps us out. It helps us keep the show on the internet. keeps us, you know, being able to make this show. We love making it. You can see how much fun we had just with <laughs> this whole thing. And like we said, there's plenty more fun to be had on Patreon if you want to check that out. We really appreciate it. Yes. You know, we really do. You guys are sweethearts and we love it. And there we go. I want to know, before we wrap things up, if my good friend Bryce might have any kind of teasers. Ooh. So next week, right, is is the super, super secret episode, which even Dylan doesn't know about. So, you know... I can't, I can't give much away. I really can't. Um, but you know what? Like, I'll put out a little tease on the Twitter page. Um, you know, Tuesday night, and um, if if somebody guesses it right, then let's just say I will rebook whatever they want in season five for one episode. So, oh, so you don't go. think anybody's gonna guess this? I don't think anyone's gonna guess this. I really don't. Um, is, is but it if the they do, man. <laughs> Is the boogeyman is Ray Mysterio's fucking oh, Dominic Mysterio's father? Yeah. What if he was Ray Mysterio's father? Oh my god, <laughs> he's Dominic's grandfather. What if he was Ray Mysterio Senior? What if he was Ray Mysterio? We've just I... changed everything. Did I <laughs> did I get it right? Uh, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, no. But no, it's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun, and that's all I'm going to give away. Um, you know, get your guesses in. Exciting. So if you wanna if you wanna check that episode out, which I'm sure you will, make sure to subscribe on all the little podcasts and apps on on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, on on Twitter at Making Kayfabe, and that way you will be kept in touch with whatever it is Bryce decides to reveal. And you're gonna wanna stay in touch with this. It's gonna be big news. Also, if you wanna send in any of your tombola suggestions to try and and fool us the way Marty did today. You can do that, makingkfabe at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter at makingkfabe. And we'd love to hear from you guys. We really do. But I think that's the show. Is that the show? That's the show. That is one show. We did it, guys. We're going to be back next week with the super secret awesome episode. You don't know what it's going to be until you tune in and check it out. So until then, from your friends at Making Kfabe, we're going to say... Stay sexy, awesome, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.